0: As I was thinking back towards the old days in 2015 when Overwatch launched in beta, I was going through some of these old tournaments and literally week one tournaments. And I was flipping through some of those team names and if I still remembered them. And then some names popped up which, or who, two people who are now currently watching the Overwatch League. Should be pretty familiar. And it is actually quite interesting how the old guard of these types of pro players are still around. But, and that is the caveat here, are slowly getting phased out more and more. So the goal in my in this video is to sort of tell you the history of some of these people. I will give elevator explanations though because otherwise this would probably fill an hour and that is not the format here. I'll cut it down. This will also not be an exhaustive list. I'm pretty sure I missed a couple of names and might rectify that with another video in the future. We will see. So let's start with the most recently retired players. So one name or two names that certainly pop up is Siegel and Clockwork. Now, Siegel did play on Not Enigma together with Clockwork, and during that time they were one of the best, if not the best, and they had a pretty interesting battle with a Team Hubris for a while, um team in North America, and it was already at the time quite clear that Siegel was one of the best players. In the world at that time, even though whatever that means in a very limited player base, and his progression through the teams went from not Enigma from that team where he had Clockwork on, then to Mixup, and I remember, for instance, players like Harblu were on that team, um, to Luminosity Gaming, and then NRG, and I think this is much more readily available to most Overwatch fans that uh, Siegel was there and uh, had sort of not really success during that time but still looked like the best player on that roster and then obviously later on while streaming made the transition to Envy and was going to be the projectile DPS for them then subsequently joined Dallas Fuel and the rest is history and now with this season he has retired from professional play and his career as a whole if you were to summarize it is quite honestly probably staying below his potential because especially in the last season we saw what kind of a mind for the game he was and i think he in many cases was in unfortunate circumstances that led to him not actualizing his potential i personally think he could have been consistently on one of the best teams and he also tried to be part of them but it's obviously very hard to read who your how your success is going to be and sometimes he was also in organizations uh who sort of collapsed and whatever Another name that recently retired is Mendo, and Mendo went from mix Team to SK Gaming to IDDQD Phase, then Cloud9, and then finally ended up on Houston. Now, from what I remember with Mendo, first, I wasn't really, it. he didn't strike me as outstanding until he was part of IDDQD, and there, I guess people must have seen his quality before that time already. He uh, really was one of the craziest young players, I would say. And I think saying at the time, if I recall correctly, thinking that he was one of the craziest um, European FPS talents I had seen uh, in a while. Um, He was a very good Genji, very good uh, Tracer as well. Um, and especially during his time on Cutie with uh, when when they still had the typical ID AD, uh, uh lineup with Mendo, they were practically unbeatable. <laughs> it was actually pretty nuts how they dominated the scene. Um, certainly, also a player that stayed under his potential. And then again, we are just judging him by his actual in-game performance, and I think he might just be um, happier in, in the avenues he's now taking with streaming. Another player that comes to mind is NumLocked. And I remember playing in the very early beta days, and I was thinking, okay, so who's name-faking G2 Esports here? Because I was uh, involved in, or I was interested in, for instance, um, League of Legends and the name G2, um, the the... Professional team, uh, obviously, best known for his CEO or its CEO, um, Ocelot, was quite a big brand already at the time in uh, European esports. And I was honestly thinking these people were name faking, turns out they weren't. Uh, G2 was very early in uh, Overwatch, but so far hasn't made it into the Overwatch League at least. Um, so, Numlock was part of that. He then went to a team called Flat Earth, and that team turned out to be quite interesting because a name that I will n- mention later was already also on that team, um, namely uh, Linkser. And Clockwork and uh, Linkser, for the longest time, shared teams. Uh, then went to Creation, to Dignitas, to Energy, and then finally ended up going to Valiant. And while... I'm not sure if you want to call his situation retired. Let's just say he's currently not in Overwatch League, and I think that's the uh, the definition of this category. Um, Namlocked was always someone whose first impression that people had of him was very positive. He was great to, almost in a in a mini-fissure-esque way, was very capable of bringing people on, one pa- on the same page and then to sort of facilitate rather basic but working strategies and that's why he also trialed so well for a lot of uh, teams that he was in the past and ultimately I would say hit a ceiling too quickly and was never really able to overcome that barrier at least until this point I'm not sure what his uh, future plans are but Certainly, his um, his trophy case, especially from the early days, are quite impressive, and uh, he, especially during the creation days, where which I will talk a little bit about when I talk about Linker, were quite fruitful in the European scene. Um, another name that recently went out of the Overwatch League is uh, Zapis, and Zapis is also an interesting case. He very early played with SG One. It was a full uh, Finnish team, so it was almost like the the you know the first uh, stage of NIP that it later became. And interestingly, already he was playing with Saita at the time. Saita now the Overwatch uh, League coach for Paris, who a lot of people said say to have a very great mind. Obviously, also the former coach of Giganti, so he has a proven track record too. Um, do a lot of stuff with these, uh, you know, young talents. Now Zapis in general was obviously a DPS, and then slowly, obviously <laughs> in NIP, if people remember at the time, if if you weren't around to learn, it's NIP was known for triple tank compositions, sometimes quad tank compositions, and they were reigning over Europe. But when it came to the big tournaments, they usually underperformed, and it was they were probably underachieving in that regard um then obviously went to giganti won a contender season and then went to the mayhem and has been released from there and one has to say yes he was initially a dps and even when he joined mayhem we weren't 100 percent sure what he was going to play but um, he certainly had a lot of tanks in his uh, hero pool, simply because he wasn't an NIP member, and their quad tank or Triple Tank antics were quite famous. And um, yeah, so he's recently left the Overwatch League, but certainly uh, has had a pretty interesting career so far. Um, okay, so let's open up the next category. These are players from Week 1, pretty much, who... Are still in the Overwatch League, and here we have some very interesting names, and it's also interesting um, how long their success is lasting. And the the pattern seems to be that if you were already like winning these t- tournaments at the in the beta stages or very early, like let's say in the 2016s, in the early ones that seems to be one of those situations where that then translates to still being able to play in the Overwatch League. So let's go go down the list of some of the names. Cool Matt. Cool Matt initially was on Hubris and was at the time honestly a star level DPS talent. I remember him being very good on McCree, I remember him being very good on Reaper and especially with Clockwork, who had sort of brushed over a little bit but clockwork came in as presumably the best tf2 player to ever have played the game or at least that's my understanding and cool was in that game he wasn't out aiming him but he certainly did things and my analytical ability at the time wasn't as advanced to really tell you now what it was but cool seemed to consistently outperform uh, clockwork at the time he was certainly a star player of hubris and hubris then later became the first NV team so there's a great art article on i hope it's still up on the dot uh, if you just google dead game gods uh hubris is also the team um that basically went over from another game from a from games that really nobody played they had crazy records there some of the other names you might know are tailspin for instance was on their team and um yeah certainly Kumas' career then that he turned into an off tank and for especially the first half of the season in the Overwatch league such an impressive one is quite an interesting uh Know, story arc that one has to flesh out because it's, it feels almost not fair to any of these players to put them into these elevator explanations I'm giving you here. But maybe this can be a start to your own research into these players' careers.